It's 9.30 and some change, and it's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am here with the fabulous Linda Perkins. The fabulous and a little kind of sleepy Linda Perkins. <laughs> How are you? We're, we, are, <laughs> we are jointly sleep deprived, are we not? <laughs> I've got my apron on. <laughs> <laughs> From days ago, when when Linda walked in this morning, I said, oh my gosh, we're both still wearing the same clothes <laughs> that we had on. I don't know when. I Mine were hanging in the car. I left them in- <laughs> I put them in. I put them on again this morning. Oh my gosh! Well, uh, why is it that we are so tired and that we are ha- having to uh, not change our clothes? Because we were busy all weekend. Yep we we cooked a bunch of stuff for a memorial service that was important to us. Yes. And then we did the Nahalem, uh, Nahalem, the Natal Grange. Um, yeah, Nahalem would have been farther. <laughs> Natal Grange pie auction. Yeah. Yesterday, yes. yesterday evening, we thought it was yesterday. We were told it was yesterday, but it was yesterday <laughs> evening. We were there a long time. <laughs> we they, languished. Yes, we did. <laughs> but that was fun. Yeah, that was all. That was fun. That was really fun. And now this week, I am uh, cooking. I'm going to be cooking with ten fabulous kids. That is just the best. I, you know, uh, North Coast Food Web does these cooking camps for kids called uh, Young Chef Camps. Um, but I always thought we should call it Kids with Knives. I know. You know, when you first started doing that, that's you know, I, I think, am I at, by nature a negative person? <laughs> I mean, the the first thing I thought is, oh my gosh, they're all going to cut their arms off, you know, or they're going to burn their faces off. I mean, that's <laughs> I was just I was just thinking of all the things that were liability, but but I've been in there. I've never worked it, um, um, but I've been because I swear a lot. <laughs> but I've been in there, and 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 the kids, their faces are just so lit up. They're so excited. Yeah. It's it's not like a like a Bart Simpson kind of look <laughs> he's got a pocket knife <laughs> situation no. No. it's it's entirely different they're they're so excited well, we and do they don't even know you and they want to tell you what they've made you know they're yeah. just so excited and they're having so much fun it's it's the best it's empowering yeah. it's empowering to be able to uh, slice and dice and cook and you know saute and bake yeah. and all that stuff um, and look, look what I can do yeah and it tastes fabulous because yeah. we do sit down and eat together at the end of the class. And also, I think that um, it's you know, never too young to start liking to cook, right? And that, that's such an important thing is that you're teaching them, okay, so to make things that taste good. One of my favorite, like, stranger, you know, kid I don't know things I've ever seen was I was with, you know, just a large family gathering of ours, and we were at something like Izzy's Pizza in Portland. It, I don't even know if that was it, but, it, you know, it's a pizza buffet, and they have, like, the soft serve, ice, soft serve ice cream. And there was this little kid, and maybe he was five. And what he was doing is, you know, they have the soft serve ice cream, and so they have the little teeny tiny kid cones and the regular ones. He was taking the little teeny tiny kid cone over to the ketchup dispenser and filling it with ketchup, and he'd go back and he'd eat it. Oh, it was so good. And he'd come back and he'd get another little teeny tiny kid cone. And, and it's so, so that kids left to their own devices, you know, like if you just told a kid to make an omelet, oh Lord, would you would get marshmallows. And you know what I mean? Just, 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 um, um, Twizzlers. I mean, everything it would be so awful, but you're teaching them how also to make things that taste good, which yeah. is really, really cool. Well, and they do have good ideas. Okay. They have real good ideas. So um, I know that what they're doing while you and I are on the radio this morning is <laughs> uh, because we start every morning with a smoothie and a snack, and they are just getting, uh, they are being given a 
panoply of ingredients and dividing into two teams and making smoothies. We'll see what they are. Oh, so they get to pick whatever they want. Yeah. Okay. So I, I and I love seeing what they pick. Anyway, so that's my week coming up. I'm very excited about that. And I did yeah. make baked oatmeal this morning for a snack. What do you uh, put in it? I got to say that that is a really fun. It's a really fun and easy snack. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't necessarily have to go to the store. For anything. <laughs> I mean, if you have oats. I yeah. mean, it's rolled oats. And I, I want to say, uh, you, uh, if if you're interested in trying this, go to. Um, epicurious.com and just search for uh, baked oatmeal but I believe it to be because I doubled it this morning and now I have to remember but it's a rolled oats couple Mm -hmm. cups it's a cup of toasted uh, nuts the recipe calls for walnuts I happen to have some toasted salted um, uh, pistachios which I I chopped up and then just cut back on the salt of the recipe Mm -hmm. so I would say always just use what you have use what you have use Mm -hmm. what you have uh, then fresh fruit, and I happen to have blueberries. Okay. And um, you butter a baking dish. They tell you to slice a ripe banana and put those banana slices on the bottom, but it makes a very gooey thing. And I okay. tried banana chips this oh, morning, what a good idea. and that's better. Okay. Um, and then you mix the nuts and the flour and the and some cinnamon and some baking soda and a little bit of salt together, and um, and then layer that um, layer fruit. And the dry mix and some nuts and then another layer and pour an egg custard over the whole thing and some uh, maple syrup in the egg custard. It's good. And then bake it off. It sounds really good. I've made a similar, you know, similar type of thing. And I actually think I got it off of Epicurious, too. Yeah. And um, it was apples. So apples and cinnamon. And um, so simpler, but still really delicious. Baked it just, it was really, really good. It was better than when you put apples in the stuff you make on the stove. Yeah. It was better. I really liked it. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. So oh, I know that you're cooking like crazy, not just uh, us. Uh, you did make, uh, I think, three metric tons of excellent potato salad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so Marion and I, I had to make a bunch of potato salad. I'm thinking we need four gallons, and she says no. I think seven would be better because we're trying to figure out how much to make for about 200 people, right? So so I think I said no, four, and she said seven. But it she, was the premier well, no, side. No. She she um, um, has a lot more experience with with catering for large groups than I do. So I will always defer to her because she knows more. And so then I I, I thought okay we'll make seven, but I did the math wrong, and so we made nine. <laughs> And we had about those. We had a couple gallons left over, at uh, least, which means that we needed seven. If I hadn't done the and math we wrong, had a, uh, we had an event that was just a little bit maybe smaller than we had uh, planned for. Yeah. So anyway, but it, it never, none of it went to waste. I know, but it's like the kind of thing you have nightmares about: potato salad. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> so we, I got a tuna loin from my um, stepson Ian. And um, I'm I'm excited to cook it. I'm going to cook it tonight. And I think, and I got the idea for a tuna nassoir with you. I think I'm going to grill it. Do you think I should just grill it as a whole loin, or do you think I should cut it into medallions and grill it? I I like cutting it into medallions and grilling it because I think you, you get more control. grill flavor because yeah. you have more yeah the control too, yeah. and you have more um, surface area to grill. And so it's just I love that yeah. grill flavor. And I like the way that the you know you want that real pinky inside and. It just is nicer, I think, in McDonald's. Easier to do that. Yeah, yeah, not so. Um, <laughs> it's just more perfect because otherwise it's 
kind of mushy on the inside. Uh, I remember when Tim Kennedy was trying to learn how to loin a tuna. And so he, his solution, you know, because he was practicing and it took him three fishes to, yeah. to be able to get it right, was to have a big party because he was going to have all this tuna. <laughs> so the first tuna was just whacked into a million pieces. It was just so funny. And the second one was five or seven. And the third one was really, really good. So um, he was going to grill them. And I think that's delicious. So he had them sitting out on the grill. But meanwhile, the neighbor dog came by. <laughs> <laughs> and ate the big one and then oh, it was a labrador no. ate the perfect one? Oh yeah well because it was the easiest one to, sure. to yeah. you know if Get you were a labrador of... and you had a choice yeah. and so then and ate a bunch of the medium sized ones so mostly they were just those scraps <laughs> from the first practice tuna left and so so he grilled them up but there were so many people there you know and so he had to be like oh no I'm full you know I've had my scrap <laughs> Oh, no, I couldn't have more because you didn't want to be, you know, piggy above your 0.75 ounces that were allotted to you because of that dang dog. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Poor Tim. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you cannot leave your girl unattended. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many lessons from that. You know, one is Labradors really like tuna. Be, it behooves you to know, know. this. And it, it didn't even go home. It just like laid there and farted all night long. <laughs> the ultimate insult. Oh, you're worst. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, you made a delicious watermelon thing this week. Oh, and I got to say, uh, my good friend Britta Nelson is the reason put me on to that. Yeah. Because this was a big family and f- close friends uh, celebration of life, and um, and the family had requested a menu from mm-hmm. us and one of the things was watermelon with fennel salt and lime and that was something that I didn't I had no, never had that and then you hear that watermelon with fennel salt and lime and it sounds precious it was delicious it was and actually the disclaimer when uh, Britta texted me the menu was sounds uh, sounds weird but it's so good and um, I didn't <clears throat> actually know I mean clearly, the name of the dish includes all the ingredients, but that doesn't tell you how you go about eating it. So I looked it up, and sure enough, there it was on Epicurious.com. Uh, I, I just searched for watermelon with <laughs> fennel salt and lime, and it came up, watermelon with fennel salt and lime. And um, two, two really cool things about that. First of all, it's deadly delicious. And second of all... Um, I was told this by someone at the event after okay. dinner that was like, I cannot believe there was a big bowl of fennel salt out there because it's so expensive. I get a little tiny jar at some, like, uh, Zupans or someplace in Portland, and it's like $20. And, and she said, that's like having a big bowl of caviar. And I was like, really? Because... <laughs> I just made it, and it wasn't that expensive. <laughs> so you just get fennel seeds, and you dry uh, toast them in a, a skillet until they get toasty and smell really fragrant. And then um, I tossed them into a mortar and pestle, and we can talk about those later because we just got through dissing those you and I personally. <laughs> Only when we 10% were of them ever work, and the other 90% are just to make yourself look pretty. <laughs> I know. And do we use them? No. But this one big one that uh, the fabulous Rod Nichols donated to the food web, and I always suspected that he did because it weighs 150 pounds. <laughs> it's made out of granite or something. And I was like, thanks a million, <laughs> but boy, is it a good mortar and pestle. Anyway, yeah. um, 
you put the toasted seeds in there and you uh, pound them up a little bit so that there's not a whole bunch of really big seeds. And then you add uh, uh, coarse sea salt. Like and, a flake salt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's what I use, like a mal- it, but maldon. But it was, it was great. It was great. Yeah. And I think much better than a fine salt for this yeah. particular thing because yeah. you, you want to be able to sprinkle it. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was really good. And I changed up the proportions a little bit and did like uh, two to one salt to fennel, but it was so two you, salt and one fennel. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, lime great. wedges, and you just squeeze the lime over your chunk of watermelon, and then sprinkle it with the uh, fennel salt. And mm-hmm. man, it's really good. Try it, everyone, before watermelon season disappears. Yeah, I bet it, it, was, it, w- it would be good on any melon. Yeah, it was delicious. They had a family um, recipe too, pimento cheese that we made, and that's not the kind of thing I ever make. And um, and it was good too. So it, it's fun making somebody else's yeah, recipes. Really you fun. Know? Yeah, 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 really fun and um, inspirational too, because you. You go, oh, my God, it, like the watermelon. I never heard of that, and now I'm going to do it all the time. Yeah. And with the pimento cheese, I haven't had pimento cheese since I left Texas. So yeah, yeah. I think that it's really a worthy thing. Um, and so is this radio station. I Indeed. I quickly say <laughs> that uh, Food Talk is a co-production of Coast Community Radio and North Coast Food Web. Um, so what, I, else, what else are you working on? Well, I – well – <laughs> I actually had um, a really cool thing happen yesterday. Yes. I was at the, you know, okay, you all know that I'm trying to learn how to cook fish better. Yeah. It's just, it's not a thing growing up. We didn't have fish. We had beef and snowmen. <laughs> <laughs> I am from the Midwest. So um, just, you know, the only fish were northern pike, really. And they're mean. <laughs> you know, they're mean. They're I've even seen scary. them on that, that show, River Monsters, or whatever, on TV. I mean, they're really mean. You get them in your boat, and then it's on. Anyway, <laughs> um, um, so I'm trying to learn how to cook fish better. So I was at the fish counter at the supermarket yesterday morning, and the guy ahead of me, just a young man, was buying coho salmon, um, like whole ones. He bought two of them. That's not a typical thing you see somebody buy at the fish um, at the at the fish counter, and so I said, "What are you going to do with them?" And he said, "I'm going to fillet them up. I'm going to sauté the fillets. I'm going to smoke part of it, and then I'm going to make some uh, salmon crab cakes." And I'm just like, "What?" You know, because that is also not the typical answer. Usually, what you hear in the grocery stores, "Do you know where the cream of chicken soup is?" So anyway, so I said, "You sound like you know what the heck you're talking about." And I just talked to him for a while, and he's a guy that is relatively new to town. He's been here since. February, and he has one of those food carts down at that pod that's by City Hall, you know, 11th and Dwayne there, and it's called uh, Surf, what, Surf to Soul? So um, I have heard before of his shrimp po' boys, but I am allergic to crustaceans, and so it's just not a place I've ever gone. But he was just really interesting. He has lots of good ideas. He has a, um, a, a chive waffle with bacon that he makes. Ooh. And do you know what he puts on it? Pimento cheese. That's no what just made me kidding. think of it. Yeah, and an egg. And you know what? I mean, we just had pimento cheese for the first time and probably for both of us 25 years. An egg would be good on it. A it fried would be egg, really you know? good. And I, I've never even heard of doing that. I'm sure down south they do, but I've never even heard of it. But anyway, he was just really interesting. He's got some apple hush puppies that are just kind of like apple fritters, you know, and that sounded really good. But I asked him, what is something that that he's made 
recently that just really stands out, you know, something kind of like that he's proud of, even though, I mean, I don't think that he would come out and say, I'm proud of this, you know, and it was a watermelon salad. Isn't that interesting? Oh, like, it's like the week of watermelon. His... He grilled the watermelon and he grilled peaches. Oh, he, man. He put a balsamic reduction over it and then fresh blueberries, oh. goat's cheese, and then spiced Cajun walnuts. And doesn't that oh, sound good? That sounds heavenly. And it's so different than than the other stuff at his cart. And I... I want to be that kind of cook, you know, where I can get away from the things that I always do. I'm not in like a horrible rut. I mean, maybe I'm in kind of a lovely rut, but, uh, but, but I, I still, you know, I always come back to the same things. I want to, I, I, I want to find things like, like this watermelon with fennel salt. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I want to try new things. I need to do that more. It totally made me realize that. Yeah. Isn't that lovely? Yeah, yeah. It's reinvigorating. And I love the idea of the watermelon with peaches because, you know, I see so many, and I have made some, watermelon and tomato salads. Mm -hmm. And that just just doesn't do it for me. I I think that it does not. It, it makes me like the tomatoes and the watermelon less than I would if I just ate them. If they were alone. Yeah. Yeah. But watermelon and peaches. Yeah. Perfect. And then, do you ever grill watermelon? No, I Me never either. have. I, I've grilled peaches, but but it's a good idea, grilled watermelon and grilled peaches. Yeah, we got to try it. It's still melon season, and I think we have a few. <laughs> <laughs> kind of what we did with the potato salad, we did with the watermelon. Yeah, we, I bought it. They looked so good, and they are pretty good, but we really have a lot of watermelon oh. left. Thank heaven I have a kitchen full of kids for a week. <laughs> Guess what they're getting. Oh. <laughs> Yay. Well, anyway, so he's got the watermelon stuff that ties into our watermelon, the pimento cheese, and then his yeah. his uh, lady's name is Norma. Oh. Like Norma Hernandez. And I thought he was talking about Norma Hernandez. I'm like, wait, no, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> so see, like loops into our lives in yeah, all these different places. Yay. Oh. Anyway. Uh, well, I, I'm wondering about his pimento cheese because you know the cheese is key. Yeah, I know that it's like a signature thing, like you are so judged for your pimento cheese in yes. the South. Yes, yes, yeah. And everybody makes it. Yeah. Uh, to some degree or another, um, and every deli has it. You know, you have you you, you can choose mm-hmm. tuna or egg salad or pimento yep, cheese. They couldn't not have it. No, you yeah. can't not have it. It's kind of like the the garam masala in India. You exactly. know, everybody has every family has their own recipe. Yep, and it is the best. Yes, it, that's right. It is totally the best. Mm-hmm. But um, I I liked the one that we did from um, the recipe that the family gave us. It was good. So, uh, I don't, you know, you, you can only eat so much of that. It's heavy duty. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would be like e- eating. It makes two cups. And if you don't have 10 friends around you, you're going to feel like you ate three peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> in rapid succession. It's pretty, uh, yeah. it sticks to your ribs. Yeah. But man, it'd be good with an yeah. egg on top. I and like it's kind of nice to, I mean, you know, this half of the year to cook things that are lighter. Yeah, not really the time to be. Yeah, or not. I or guess that aren't with even pimento cooked. cheese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's yeah. true, but you don't have to cook, and that's nice. Yeah. So I am looking forward to those tuna niçoise salads tonight. I am very looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to think what uh, we're at at uh, Young Chefs Camp. We're having a breakfast for lunch today so we're gonna oh, yeah? yep we're doing some potatoes per salad oh, 
And can you um, say what those were? Because I had actually never heard that word before. Oh, it well until you told me a couple days ago. There, um, I use the the Yukon Gold or yellow potatoes of any kind because I like the waxy potato for this, and also you don't have to peel them; you just scrub mm-hmm. them, and that's nice. Uh, you cut it into a dice, and I would say about. Um, well, I mean, it depends on how long you want to take to bake it. Mm-hmm. But if you cut it into about a half half inch, inch dice, um, then um, toss it with some olive oil and some salt and pepper. Put it on a sheet pan. Put them in the oven for about um, at 400 for about 20 minutes, but okay. halfway through, spatula them around a little bit <laughs> yeah. to make sure that Give all them their... Teach them a lesson. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Beat them into submission. And then uh, when it comes out, while they're in there, you're going to uh, fine chop a ton of parsley, fresh parsley, and uh, some cloves of garlic and mix them together so that when the potatoes come out, you toss them with the garlic and... Um... Oh, so the garlic is fresh. Yes. Okay, you're not cooking them in garlic. No. Okay. And it's it's minced really tiny. Okay. And um, or if you have a a garlic uh, twist, I don't know if you know those. T- I do. Tools. I don't even know what they're called. Though, they're but fabulous. Is it a twist? Yeah, they they work really well. Yeah, they do. And then you can just dump it out on the board and run a knife through it. Like two seconds, you've got really. Or you can buy a five pound bag, put it in your food processor. <laughs> And put it in your freezer. Or like you I could do, do that. <laughs> Just but break off a hunk. <laughs> I've got kids who need knife skills, so yeah, we're chopping. Yeah. Uh, we're chopping everything this morning. Anyway, um, and then you just toss it with this fresh um, herbs and. Um, it's re- they're really delicious. They beat the heck out of hash browns. I think parsley is underrated. Totally underrated. I think it's delicious. It should be in everything. We're putting it in our <laughs> scramble, too. Seriously, okay. it no, makes it is. everything. No, it is. It's really good. Yeah. It's not just how they say, oh, it just adds a little green and it makes it brighter, you know, or, you know, flavored. It's it's delicious. Same thing. I think celery is under, underrated. I love some kind of meat. It doesn't matter if it's pork or chicken or beef or, or, or I mean, you could use shrimp, too. Just stir fried with celery. I think that's delicious. I like celery a mm-hmm. lot. Norma Hernandez, we were speaking of, hates celery. <laughs> Can you imagine, really? No, I, I think she's the only person I've ever met who hates it. Like, <laughs> like you know, there's people who are like, oh, celery, it's underrated because of me. But <laughs> but not like just, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's Throwing delicious. up the sign of the cross, that, you know, any appearance of it. And also it's innocuous. I mean, basically you're getting the um, crispy crunch, mm-hmm. cold, crisp, juicy crunch. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's not a real big... But there's people who hate mushrooms, too. And so to us, you know, they might not be super flavorful, but they're, you know, good and delicious. And But people who hate them, man, they hate them. Yeah, I know. I know, but that's okay because I'll eat theirs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to uh, uh, throw myself on that sword for sure. <laughs> so we did this, Natal... Okay, I'm telling tales out of school. We did this, Natal, tail pie auction... Um, uh, uh, yesterday evening and and we've done it for a number of years yeah. you know when it, when it first started we were like ooh we're so rebel we're gonna we're gonna make a pizza pie you know it's still round and it's still a pie but it counted but now we're like auctioning off like tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> onions candy all this stuff anything that's <laughs> round that we can find it's kind of funny but um uh somebody a guy that belongs to the grange a really good guy he made some cupcakes but i don't know if he's not like uh i don't know if he's like not um 
a baker all the time or or maybe like how some guys there's just things that they they rename you know like like we're saying like you know guys don't have ponytails they have scalp locks you know because they're tougher you know <laughs> like that but he didn't call them cupcakes he called them cake muffins <laughs> And I don't know why I got such a kick out of that. I don't even know if I would have noticed Marion pointed it out to me, but it was just the cutest thing, cake muffins. I just thought that was really, really cute. (laughs) They sold. They did. Oh, yeah. He made three big boxes of them and they sold. In 14, uh, batches of 14. And I was interested in that from a nerdy point of view because Mm -hmm. of... You know that our muffin tins do not come in fourteen. I know. I know. <laughs> so how did that happen? Did anyway, you put two of them in a mug, or yeah. <laughs> what? What exactly? How do you do the math? Maybe you uh, make uh, two, three dozen, two dozen, and you eat the difference. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> anyway, yes, that was really fun, and um, we Cake had muffins. <laughs> we had some beautiful things there. Yeah, really, especially blueberry pies. Yeah. One, and I thought this was really a good good idea. It was like a, a tort, and she put, she cooked it so it was blueberry cooked, but then on top she had fresh blueberries, and that's a really good idea because I love fresh blueberries and cooked blueberries together. Yeah, I think they're delicious, and I think the the texture combination is brilliant. Yeah, but it was like a almost a compote sort of thing as the pie filling, mm-hmm. and then covered, the whole top was covered with blueberry, fresh yeah. blueberries. Beautiful. Yeah, but it wasn't like a fresh fruit pie where that compote would have right. been like a cold jam. I mean, it was cooked. Yeah. And so just really an interesting thing that yeah. I should have bought, but I went for the pickles. <laughs> you got pickles. Yeah. I know. I know. And I bid on, uh, but I didn't win you something. You tried, but holy cow, other people wanted that a lot worse. Three I digits know. worse. I know. Well, good. It was a fundraiser for the Grange, and that's a worthy uh, investment. Yeah. Uh, It's a worthy investment, and then you get a delicious thank you gift. So (laughs) pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, and we have, you know, a pledge drive coming up a little later um, here on this very— Oh, I'm so glad you brought us up. Aren't our— Aren't not our hours, but what do you call it? Like our schedule for this show, isn't it going to change? Yes, in September we are going to be on um, the ninth, which is the second Monday. So we're not going to be on the first Monday. I think not. I think we're okay. trading in order to accommodate pledge drive. Okay. So we will be on during pledge drive. Okay. But uh, maybe I'll make a little promo that that gets played so that people will be able to find us because okay. you might want to find us because we might have um, fabu- a studio full of fabulous prizes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think just like Wheel of Fortune, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, we will keep you apprised of our uh-huh. uh, schedule. <laughs> <laughs> but for sure, look for us the second week in September. Yes, the ninth. Yeah, we aren't sure if we're going to be on the first week. We don't think so, but the second week. So yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The seven of you don't just if you don't hear us on the first, don't think that we hey, can cancel because hey. we only have seven listeners. We at the <laughs> at the Grange yesterday, uh, somebody came up and said they were number eight. Yeah, people say that though because they just want to be your friend. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that everyone's lying? Because you know it could be possible. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible that from nine thirty to ten to Mondays a month, we have it's eight? just you and I. <laughs> Oh, so it's not just the eighth ones that are trying to make us feel better, but they all are? But I don't know. Oh, cue the echo in the distance, <laughs> the crickets, <laughs> the sirens. Oh, boo-hoo. 
It's okay. I will sit and uh, visit with you for a half hour twice a month for I don't care who's listening. I don't care who's eavesdropping on our private conversation. Yeah, private conversation. (laughs) Oh, I had a funny thing happen. I was grilling. You know that I like to grill. So I was grilling a bunch of hamburgers for that memorial service. And so I was using a really nice grill. It was out at Camp Kwanalong. Six burners, right? So it's a big grill and it's a good grill, bigger than mine. And um, you know how gas grills, you open them up, the propane grills, and a lot of them have that shelf, yes. that shelf where you um, you can warm stuff, you know, and it's just a little, not even a half shelf, just this little thing in the back. I always take that off because the back of the grill is the best of the grill. That's where it's hottest. And when I'm flipping something, I always bang it on the underneath of that thing and then I <laughs> drop it wrong and ah. Uh, Anyway, so I always take that thing off. I don't have it on my grill. So I'm grilling these these burgers. And now what you want when you are grilling burgers or pretty much anything is you want good grill marks. So I'm I'm uh, grilling the burgers. And then really you have a lot better hope of getting grill marks on that first side rather than the second side. So I'm grilling the burgers and I'm flipping them all looking. Yay, I got good grill marks. Yay, yay, yay. And I got the whole the whole um, grill flipped, you know, the whole thing. And then um, but when I take them off. Some wouldn't have grill marks. And I couldn't, I mean, not even, not little faint ones, like you're on a cold spot, none. And I could not understand it. And I grilled at least three dozen burgers before I figured out that that shelf is made out of wire and the sun was out and it was like casting a shadow of a grid down on the burgers in the back. And I thought that I already flipped them because I could see the grill marks. Oh, the the cruelest sort of optical illusion. Oh, Oh. I felt so dumb and I couldn't figure out. I mean, I'm just like cartoon scratch in my head, you know. Oh, man. I felt dumb. Well, they were really good. No, thank you. And uh, we, uh, Rod and I were back in the kitchen and we snuck uh, a couple sliders and we didn't have the entire condiment bar that the guests did, but we just slathered some curry mayo off of the roasted vegetable (laughs) thing and uh, a couple of roasted uh, mushrooms on there. That's a good idea. moly. On that delicious note, I got to say it's 10 (gasps) o'clock. And the talent is in the house. So stay tuned because we're going to go to NPR News Headlines in a few seconds. And then John Stevenson is in the house. He's so talented. (laughs) Linda Perkins, thank you so much. Thank you, Marianne Myers. Stay tuned to Coast Community Radio, KMUN Astoria, KTCB and Tillamook. Streaming at coastradio.org and on your mobile using the TuneIn app.